0: We are wrapping up this series, which is called Alone in the Dark, in which we've been talking about some of the scarier or spookier, which I don't like that word, but those types of stories in the Bible, the things that we don't always talk about. Um, we talked about the army of the dead that was raised to prove a point to Ezekiel. We talked about the exorcism of Legion, where Jesus actually like did this amazing thing. Uh, where the demon immediately knew who he was and recognized him and was scared of him, but everybody else kind of turned on Jesus because he wasn't doing what the, in the way they expected. They had these expectations. Uh, we talked about the werewolf last week, Nebuchadnezzar, and how uh, even though he knew something was going to happen, he still didn't change, and he kept putting himself above God and himself above God over and over again uh, until finally he had no choice but to see him because God will get our attention. And we talked about uh, Saul, conjuring a ghost like bringing a ghost forward because he just wanted to be told hey you're doing the right thing even though you're not and samuel's like dude you're not doing the right thing and god made him pay for it he he paid for that even though at one point he'd been a man uh like david a man after god's own heart kind of um but he just kept screwing up and screwing up so this week i won't Talked a lot about. I thought a lot about what I wanted to do to kind of wrap it up, and what story, and what to go. And so my favorite thing to talk about is Revelation. And if you've heard anything about Revelation, you've probably heard it's like apocalyptic stuff, and it's the end of the world, and it's all this really scary stuff. But it's actually a really cool book. Now, the part we're going to talk about is a little scary, but it is a book about hope. Because... The whole purpose of Revelation is giving everyone in the world one more chance to choose Jesus. Like one more chance to actually see, hey, everything is falling apart. I have to choose him. This is the most important thing. And so we're going to talk about that the end. And so I'm going to go to Revelation chapter 8, verses 6 through 13. Uh, Before I read that, though, I want to say this. So occasionally there will be... Uh, some most most of the time it's cults. sometimes it'll be just random evangelists or preachers but somebody will say We are in the end times, this is when it's going to happen. And a lot of people say that. The thing with Revelation is there's a lot of symbols and a lot of signs and a lot of things that you can see, but it was written so that it would fit at any time period. So the disciples, John, when he's writing this, John the disciple wrote this, when he's writing this, he's thinking this is happening right now. Like this is Rome, Rome is the evil one, this is what's going on. And so they thought the world would end. Everyone throughout time has thought that because it fits and it's designed that way. Um, because if we could pinpoint it, if we could figure it out, if you knew exactly when this was going to start, when the scary stuff, when tribulation, when the antichrist, when that was going to happen, then every, most people, not everybody, but most people would wait until like the day before to really get right with Jesus. Because we like to put things off. We like to procrastinate. We want to do our thing and then eventually turn to him. And so he's like, that's not a good way to live. So I'm going to make this secret for you. You're going to know what's happening, but you're not going to know when it's going to happen. And so, and I'm not going to read this part, but at the beginning of Revelation 8, there's this point where everything is silent for half an hour. And he's like, John, don't write this. Don't write what is happening. And that is maybe something that could pinpoint it, but it's not there because, again, we're never going to be able to know exactly when this is. But we're always going to be like, hey, this is a sign of it. This is possibly it because it's always going to be that way. And that's Jesus' design because it's a perfect design. And so we're going to go to, like I said, chapter 8, verses 6 through 13. So then the seven angels with the seven trumpets... Prepared to blow their mighty blasts, the first angel blew his trumpet, and hail and fire mixed with blood were thrown down on the earth. One third of the earth was set on fire. One third of the trees were burned, and all the the green grass was burned. So picture this. Think about how big the world is. We have a picture of the earth over there. Think about it's not to scale, but picture how big the earth is, and one third of it is on fire. Like one third of the earth. You've seen sometimes on the news like California being on fire. Canada recently had one. This is a third of the earth. So like an entire third of the earth is completely burned and on fire. And it's from hail and fire and blood and all of this stuff is falling down. And it's so crazy and amazing uh, and just hard to see. And you can imagine how terrifying that would be if you're still there. Now, If you've heard the word rapture, and I don't want to go super into everything about Revelation, but the rapture is something where uh, Jesus will bring all of the people who believe in him to heaven. A lot of people believe that it happens before this, before the bad stuff, before tribulation, and it's just everybody else that gets the chance. I believe that. I think that makes sense. but. That's not the part that matters. What matters is Jesus will come back. And what matters is this stuff will happen. And again, it's scary. And you can see how there'd be a lot of loss of life and a lot of bad stuff happening. But it's to give people a chance, this last chance before the world dies. Which is why we're going to go through some of these trumpet blasts. With each trumpet, something bad happens. And that's not because blowing the trumpet always makes bad things happen. Although sometimes it does. But no, it's because this is the end of the earth as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it, so to speak. Um, And that is kind of like the death throes. Uh, One time when I was young, uh, a couple of my friends went to see The Blair Witch Project. and It's an old movie back in the day. Everybody thought it was real. It was kind of cool. And so we went camping after that. And the movie takes place like out in the woods. And so it's designed to be like that. And so we went camping because we're really cool and smart. And while we're in our tents, like we had another tent for food. And we hear the zipper getting undone, and it's a raccoon, they're pretty smart, they figure out how to unzip. And so we're like, ah, it's a raccoon, blah, blah, blah. And so we weren't really scared by that. But then we heard this loud noise, and we heard, like, what must have been a coyote attack the raccoon. And, like, we hear this fight, and they knock into our tent, which was pretty terrifying. And we were very close right then, when, that, like, this thing knocks into our tent, because that's a scene from the movie, too, except with ghosts instead of raccoons. But... My point with that is, after that, for like the next two hours, we heard like these horrible, sad wails go on because the raccoon is dying and he was walking off to die. And it was his death throes, like his death wails. And that's what's happening here. Like the earth is dying. Eventually, everything becomes heaven and it's just heaven on earth. And there's no more life as we know it. It's just perfect. And it's God on earth and it's Jesus ruling everything and everything's exactly as it should be. And there's no more uh, earth and daily life and stuff. It's just the afterlife. But to get to that point, everything has to die. And again, Jesus could be like, you know what? I'm just going to make this happen right now. And it's done because he has that power, but he wants everybody to turn to him, even though he knows not everybody will. And so sometimes people wait for the scary stuff. And so he knows that when a third of the world is on fire, some people are going to be like, okay, I really need to see Jesus here. And like all of the Christians seem to be dead. And so something crazy must be happening. Um, and throughout this you're going to see the 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 a third a lot and that's because we've not gotten into the trinity and confirmation yet but some of you guys have heard about it when you have had confirmation or other things but there are three parts to the trinity and that's something that existed before time it, it's god jesus the holy spirit the father the son the holy spirit and why everything is in thirds i don't know like it doesn't have to be that way, but it's all this great design to point to God. It's this design to point that he's complete, that he's hopeful, that he has a plan for us, that he has a purpose for us, that everything is going to be okay if we turn to him, even with everything happening. And so as everything is dying, like this crazy stuff happens. And so you see hail and fire mixed with blood. Uh, And it could be some of the stuff in Revelation, and this is where people get kind of confused by it. Uh, it could be litter, like there could be actual hail and fire mixed with blood. It could be like an acid rain type thing, or it could be some kind of nuclear blast where like the the smoke and everything appears red. Like there's all kinds of things that we can find from this. Um, but what matters is that God is giving us this chance, and it's probably fallout, meteorites, something like that, nuclear blast, something. But the point is, it's happening not to scare people, not to hurt people, but to give them one more chance. And so we go to the second angel. Um, And then the second angel blew his trumpet, and a great mountain of fire was thrown into the sea. Uh, One third of the water in the sea became blood, one third of all things living in the sea died. And one third of all the ships of the sea were destroyed. So you see a a mountain of fire, probably like a volcano type of thing. One of the things to remember, too, is I'm going through this. And as you read Revelation, uh, John existed in like the before 100 AD. So like he was with Jesus in around the 20s and 30s AD, like a long, long time ago. He wrote this in about 95 or so. And so all of that is before plumbing, and all of that is before toilets, and all of that is before electricity and lights and computers and newspapers and all of this stuff. And so he's describing things as he sees them. If he, for example, this guy who existed before like cars existed, before even chariots really existed a little bit, but um, and he sees like an airplane in the sky, he's going to think that's like a dragon or something, right? Like he's not going to be like, oh, that's clearly a man-made object. And so when you look at stuff like that, you're like, well, what could this possibly be? A mountain of fire, maybe a volcano, uh, maybe something else that is along those lines. Um, But it's a third of the sea becomes blood. So if a third of sea life dies and a third of ships explode or whatever happens from the volcano or the nuclear blast that happened, uh, then obviously a lot of sea life is going to die. And obviously there's going to be a lot of blood everywhere. Uh, It could have been oil. It could have been all kinds of things that he saw. uh, Oil spills you see every once in a while, pollution, things like that. Again, back to nuclear bombs, probably involved in this in some way, because he wouldn't have no idea what any of that is. But the point, again, is the trumpet happened, and this bad stuff happens. And, And it's easy to look at this, and the point of this series is kind of to talk about the scary stuff. It's easy to look at this and be like, well, that's scary. Like, why would God do this? He is allowing this stuff to happen again, so that we will have one more chance. Now, hopefully everybody here, and hopefully everybody you know will have turned to him and and gone on to heaven or or knows the right way to live, but there are always people who won't. And so you keep going and you keep going. Uh, And and it's actually this hopeful thing because it's this plan, it's this perfect plan from beginning to end that he knows we have this chance. He knows that we have this hope. Uh, And so we go to the next part and this is the third angel blows his trumpet. And a great star fell from the sky, burning like a torch. It fell on one-third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star was Bitterness or worm, Wormwood. Uh, it made one-third of the water bitter, and many people died from drinking the bitter water. So this could be something like a meteorite falling from the sky. It could be an asteroid of some sort. It could be a, an unexploded nuclear bomb or the end of the bomb. It could be a satellite falling from the sky because of an EMP blast or something. like. There's all kinds of things that it, it could be. Uh, and so John sees this thing falling from the sky and so obviously he thinks it's a star because he has no idea what satellites are and he has no idea what bombs are, he has no idea what planes are. Um, and so he wouldn't have a great astronomy knowledge either. Um, most people will tell you that the reason the dinosaurs died is because an asteroid built the earth. So in the final days it makes sense that if an asteroid hits the earth like bad things are gonna happen around us and there's gonna be a lot of stuff going on. Uh if a nuclear war breaks out, there are gonna be bombs falling, there are gonna be satellites falling, there are gonna be a lot of bad stuff happening. And so the point again is the disruption in the sea life and the disruption in things that people see and the scariness. Uh, And debris from space would have radiation. And all of this stuff is happening. And again, I get how this can appear to be scary. And I get how you're saying you might be thinking, again, why would God do this? Why wouldn't he just show up and say, hey, everybody turn to me? Because it's about love, and it's about your heart, and it's about choosing him, and it's about knowing that it's the right thing. Not being scared into it. Anytime you make a choice based on fear, it's not something that lasts for long. People that go to church just because they're scared or because they're forced to, that's not a lifelong relationship. You have to truly want it. Uh, your your parents can force you to go to church all the time and they can make you go to everything, but unless you actually choose it, that's not going to last past when you move out of your parents' house. Like You have to actually choose it and you have to actually think it through and you have to actually want it. And so this is happening again because the world is dying and he knows that the world was limited because from the beginning, he knew that the plan was for everyone who loved him, everyone who chose him, everyone who who would be able to be with Jesus would have this perfection of reality, this heavenly experience where everything is heaven forever and you have no more births and no more deaths because everything is just over, because it's this limited time, because for humans, everything has a beginning and an end. For God, it doesn't, but, but so he knows this is gonna happen because it's corrupt and the earth is old and eventually it's gonna die. In just science terms, you've probably heard eventually, like millions of years from now, the sun is going to expand and explode and take out the solar system. Uh, So he knows this is going to happen because he knows how the world works, and he knows how science works and how physics works. And so he want, he's like, I'm going to make good come from this. I'm going to let people see this, but they're going to know that there's an overall plan, and they're going to know they have a place to go. They're going to know that it's never too late as long as they're alive, as long as they have this last chance. And so that's why this stuff is happening. It's not God punishing us. It's not God hating us. It's not God being angry. It's him saying, hey, this bad stuff is going to happen, so I'm giving you more time. I'm holding on until you have this last chance to choose Mm -hmm. uh... going to the next part here then the fourth angel blew his trumpet and one third of the sun was struck and one third of the moon and one third of the stars and they became dark and one third of the day was dark and also one third of the night so again this could be uh... some kind of major eclipse. it could be something nuclear weapons kind of explain a lot of this because if there was a nuclear war uh, then there's going to be all of this fallout dust that blocks out the sun. And so if you have bombs falling, then we're not going to be able to see the sun anymore. Um, one, that's one of the things from nuclear war that actually kills people. It's not necessarily radiation. That'll get the people closest, and that'll get people over a long time. But it's what happens to the weather, and it's what happens to the world, and it's what happens to the sky, and you stop being able to see. And so it appears dark, and it appears scary, and it's all of this stuff... That if you look at it, you're like, well, God didn't make nuclear weapons. Like, this is people. He knows what we're going to do. Like, he knows who we are, and he knows how we go towards evil, and he knows how we go towards bad, and he knows how we mess up and what our nature is. And yet, he still loves us. He could have said, guys, you're making these bombs, and you're killing people for no reason. You're killing people in my name for no reason. But you're done. And he could have said that. He could have been like, everybody that's Christian now, that's it. We're stopping here. But instead, he's like, okay, this is happening, and I know how humans are going to do it, and I know this is going to go, but I'm going to give them this chance. John, you're going to write about this, and they're not going to know when it is because I, I want them to be able to choose by their hearts, but you're going to give get this chance to finally see there's only one way to be. You either go with Jesus or you don't. And so uh, that is what is happening, and that's why all of this is happening. The end of Revelation here, or the end of this chapter, sorry. Then I looked and I heard a single eagle crying loudly as it flew through the air, tear, tear, tear to all who belong to this world because of what will happen with the last three angels blow their trumpets. And I'm not going to read into that because we're not going to go through all of Revelation. But as you go through, like a lot of bad stuff happens. And this actually was not the scariest stuff that happens. After this is when it gets really bad. And so that's why a lot of people are like, well, the rapture is going to happen. and I'm going to be safe. And maybe. But even if it's not, it's not going to be in vain. Like even if our lives get hard, sometimes we get so comfortable and we talk sometimes about like, man, it's hard to be a Christian now or it's hard to really worship and ever the society's changed. And sure, things are different. But when this was being written, when John is writing this, when he's with Jesus walking around and talking, when Jesus is on earth, uh, it's illegal to worship him. And so people are dying for worshiping him. All of the disciples except John died for their faith. And so this whole church being a a thing that everybody goes to on Sundays and and kind of worships and sings and has potlucks, that's still fairly new in history. And so we kind of think, well, this is comfortable and this is how it is and this is how it's going to be. It may go back to a hard thing. And so it's not about the comfort and it's not about that. It's about knowing, hey... No matter what happens, God has me. And no matter what happens, he loves me. And no matter what happens, I have a chance to choose him, to follow him, to love him. This whole series is not just about, hey, it's almost Halloween. Let's talk about scary stuff. But it's about the fact that no matter what we do, no matter what we see, there's something we can learn from because God has a plan through all of it. Even if it doesn't make much sense, even if it's scary, even if it's hard, even if it's an ending, even if it's the death, like all of this stuff, it's not saying, hey, I'm going to be so happy when I die or when somebody else dies or when I lose someone or when the world ends. Like, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that if we choose him and if we see him, even in the worst of things, if we see him all the time, if we love him, and then we go out and we show people that love and we help people see that love, then we get to be a part of that plan and we get to understand, hey, Even through the bad, God has me, and he has my hope, and he has my future, and he has my peace, and so I can make it through it. And that's the whole point of all of this, is to make it through it, to look at him, to help him, and then to go out and love him in front of people, to love others the same, and to help them to see, hey, this is why I do it, and to show them that true love that he shows us. That's all I got.